0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash randomtpodcasts. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Random Tea Random Mini Series Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. and today we're talking about Houdini and Doyle Season One Episode Four, Spring Jack.
1: Woo! I was very excited for this episode.
0: Man, I was too. You know how much I love Spring
1: Jack. Well, when we saw the preview in the in the pre the previews in the previous episode. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. That's a sentence, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Now uh, we were both like, "Oh, that's Spring Heeled Jack!" Yeah, I was so excited. Well actually my thought was it's jack but not jack it's the other jack it's
0: not the ripper jack
1: yeah it's the jack that's not the ripper because the ripper actually happened that's yes historical yes for real and this is just urban legend yeah which is weird because jack the ripper feels very legendy yeah but no that was real but no man so i thought it was cute yeah
0: i like i love Spring-Heel Jack. But I knew it wasn't going to be the real. Well, no. And I say the real like there was a real.
1: There is. I'm
0: going to go with it. Okay. We beat him in Assassin's Creed. We did.
1: We did. And this, okay, this episode was so, so many times did I think of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over. Because there were so many, like, there was such a focus on the cabs.
0: And I was like, oh look at handsome cab, I like those. Those maneuver better than the other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, those told more damage. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, when you try to run somebody off the road.
0: Yeah, and then all the all
1: the climbing and jumping and yeah. The buildings. Yeah, yeah. It was it was there. So uh our director this week, it was Daniel O'Hara.
0: Okay. Who's
1: the same person who directed last week's episode. Okay. The Faith Healer. Okay. Episode. Um our writer this week is Carl Bender. He wrote this episode, mm-hmm. and he wrote the eighth episode. Okay, okay. Uh, he's written on various Stargate stuff, like almost iteration of the Stargate stuff you can think of. His name is in there. Right on. Um, he is also credited for the Pocahontas movies. Okay. So, I don't know how like much... Like the original and the crappy ones? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or the origi- original Pocahontas Disney and Pocahontas 2.
0: Cause you have kids of that age where you had to do the direct to video Disney sequel crap, right?
1: No, we never did direct. You didn't no, do those. No. Okay. No, I avoided those. That's a good.
0: That's a good mom. I was for a ya. good parent. Yeah, you were like, no, we're not watching that.
1: No, we did the first first. Yeah, the yeah. legit ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were older when the. No, I was not doing the okay. the sequels. No, but uh, he is credited for both of those. He's also a uh, co executive producer. On seven of the Houdini and Doyle episodes. Okay. This like tells me that there was like a handful of people who got together and decided they were fucking doing these episodes. Yeah. And we're all going to
0: produce it. We're all going to write it. And it's going to be great. it's going
1: to be awesome. Yeah. And we're going to get Arwell.
0: Yes.
1: Oh, my sweet bab, Arwell. Which those posters were him.
0: Okay. The Houdini according, posters.
1: According to Michael Weston's uh, Twitter feed. Okay. The Houdini posters were Arwell.
0: Because you have Twitter stalked him now.
1: I, yeah, well, you know, I have him notifications turned it's on. It's research,
0: man. It's research. It's
1: research. Well, I just found him the other day, and he tends to like to tweet about the episodes. So. Cool. I thought cool. that was cool. Yeah. Um, so that's our writer-director. Do you want to get to a recap? Oh, no. We have some feedback. We have some p-back
0: Peaback. Preback. If I could talk with sure. the words.
1: From last week's episode. Okay. Uh, from longtime listener uh, Miss Kim. Yay. From She listens to many of our podcasts. So yes, yeah, she knew? does. And uh, she sent us a message on Twitter uh, telling us that as a woman of color, that she was not bothered by the murder reveal because of the colorblind casting. Right. And it made sense for the story. Right. For it to be the sister. So.
0: Yeah, because we were kind of concerned that well, I was. That, you know, it was really cool that we got to see black people, but oh man, it turned out to be the murderer was.
1: But they do do a lot. They do do. Mm-hmm, do they do, do, do. do. I said it. Yeah. A lot of color casting in this yes, show, period. And it's,
0: and it's pretty cool. The more I'm noticing it, the more I'm like, this is pretty cool.
1: And we. Uh, to clarify, for those of you who don't under who don't know what we're talking about, to colorblind cast means that they're putting a person of whatever, regardless of their race, into a role, and regardless of their historic place, yeah, in in time. Not that there weren't black exactly. people back then, well, but you know, of course. But uh, an example of what is not colorblind casting. I recently watched uh, Fantastic Four, yeah, and they had Sue Storm and Johnny Storm, which we were kind of excited. I was very before excited we saw about it. it. But um, but they were two totally different races. However, so that would have been colorblind casting, except for the fact that they pointed out she was adopted.
0: Yeah. They couldn't just let it.
1: They couldn't just let it go. Yeah. So that would not be colorblind casting. Womp, womp. Just So our listeners understand what the difference is.
0: And, you know, it's, it's doing Shakespeare and going, well, you know, in the time frame that Shakespeare wrote about... There wouldn't have been any, you know, aside from, like, Othello, there wouldn't have been, like, any, any uh, black people. And the opposite of that is casting Sophie in Hollow Crown as uh, Margaret of Anjou and being like, fuck you, she's awesome, and, yes, she is a woman of color.
1: Or ha- the entire play of Hamilton. Yeah. Except King George. Yes. Who, who has always been portrayed by a white man. But, but yeah,
0: Hamilton's a great
1: example. I love Hamilton. Because we have to bring it up in every single podcast Just now, about apparently. now I think yeah. it's required So uh, so yeah You ready yeah. for recap? I am ready Okay so we open up the show And there is a kid selling uh, papers in the street for a Not hay- oysters,
0: clams, and cockles Not oysters,
1: clams, and cockles no. okay. It's a hey penny a rag Hey <laughs> penny a rag I just wanted to say that yeah. So, so <laughs> was the kid se- the, the opening scene is the kid selling papers in the street Yeah Foreshadowing yeah when you watch the show a second time you see so much more yeah because of the way this the story ends when i went to rewatch it i was like ah, ah, uh, ah, ah, ah i see what you did there yeah so then we go to uh, a couple who are barrett and isabel 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 Um, And they're celebrating. They got their champagne because Mm -hmm. he sold uh, a bunch of uh, motorized omnibuses to uh, the city. The city, yeah. To the city. And this is where, we, when we first watched this, we were like, hey, didn't we get involved in that? I couldn't remember I do remember
0: they weren't motorized.
1: No, they were just buses. They were horse-drawn,
0: but they were omnibuses. And there was a whole mission about it. And it was Pearl Attaway.
1: Pearl Attaway, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because that's what I remember.
1: Yeah, because I, I couldn't remember her name. Um, and I
0: could because I'm a nerd. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, yeah. True. Um, and so they get a note slipped under the door. And uh, he, goes into, he goes to grab it and looks down the hallway. And there's nobody there. Da, da, da. Nobody there. Uh, so he reads the note and it says, from hell's heart, I stab at thee. Which the is a quote. It's a quote from Moby Dick. But he says he thinks he knows who sent it. This isn't ominous at all. No, no. So, we go to, uh, we have a little time jump, and it's later that night, and uh, Barrett wakes up He hears something. So, he goes and looks out the window, and he looks up, and there's this black figure up, the black, or figure in black, I should say. Cloaked or whatever. Right up there, and it's kind of blurry. You really can't make him out. And you
0: hear like a chittering kind of a...
1: I don't know what that noise was. But anyway, the figure grabs him and throws him out the window. And all I can think of is I'm a general. Wee <laughs> From Hamilton. That's great. Because my notes, it actually says, "wee" Because he takes me, throws me through the window. Yeah. He does. And he splats He does. Um, so the next day, uh, Doyle is looking in on his kids. They're having breakfast. I really like the Doyle family stuff. It's adorable. Uh, so Kingsley is writing a story about killing dragons. Yeah. Just killing Drez this, this Knight who likes to kill dragons That's it Right it's no, fine There's no damsel in the dress There's no, no nothing the Just d- dragon Just killing. likes killing dragons Yeah Word um, Precursor to the Hobbit It's fine There you go And uh, Mary asks about their mom Doyle tries to cheer them up And it's so sad <laughs> um, But then Doyle gets a phone call Yeah he does From Stratton And so the next scene We see what's the first thing He's gonna do He's gonna go get Houdini of course, Who gonna is going to get the bay? And uh, Houdini is admiring his new poster. Yeah, he is. And it's big and it's orange. Yeah. And there's much flirting. Much. Much flirting. Thank you, Arwell, for that poster. It was a great poster. Like, mm-hmm. I want that in my bedroom wall. I know. Amongst all of the other posters I have in there. Um, so then we go to the Barrett home. Mm -hmm. and stratton shows them the note and gadget thinks that it's an accident and uh doyle's like well it can't be a suicide because if it's a suicide you wouldn't have called us here right right and um houdini just thinks that she called in there because she she's interested in him
0: well yeah houdini thinks everything's about him
1: well and the so houdini takes the note and reads it And he goes to hand it to Doyle, but then pulls it back, then hands it to Doyle, then pulls it back. And Stratton's grinning at him the whole time, watching this happen. This is why she called him. Yeah. She wants to watch. She wants to be entertained. Yeah. Uh,
0: By the flirting. Yes.
1: So, uh, she just thought they would be interested, and calls over the doorman, Mm -hmm. Mr. Gaines. And the doorman... This is Houdini. Oh, sir, I wanted to get tickets to your show, but they were sold out. But oh, lo and behold, of you got the last Houdini pair. Got the oh, la- it was so sweet. Houdini is so nice. He really like he's 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 a
0: problematic fave because he's really blustery and and he's got a lot of bravado and he's got an ego the size of you know like the entire UK. But like he's a good
1: guy. He's just covering up his sensitive side so he can't get hurt. He is. That's all it is. He's my wee bab. So the doorman says that he looked up and he saw this figure in black leaping from one building to the other across the street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nobody mentions the
0: noise, though. I'm sorry. Like there was there was a distinct noises.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have no
0: clue what that was. I don't know what that was. I don't either. It reminded me. Have you ever seen Jeepers Creepers? No. It was kind of like that. No. No, that's a horror movie that you've not like. I've seen a horror movie that you haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I I like
1: good horror movies. Okay, well, <laughs> I've also never that's watched. That's a legitimate. I've also never watched the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know I, why? Why? Because I like good horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like slasher films. Okay. Okay. Which Friday the thirteenth is a slasher. Halloween. Yes, it is. I've only the only Halloween I've ever seen is The Season of the Witch. They're all slasher movies. I don't care for slasher. I want horror. I want to be scared. Okay. What about Scream? I've seen Scream. Okay. I've seen Screams one, two, and three. I think that's as far as I got. After that. So those it just are gets more worse. parodies
0: than it not parodies, but they're more Well,
1: there's a parody of those parodies. Yes, so... but they're
0: they're more like redefining the genre i don't know anyway
1: yeah we're totally getting off track yeah. here <laughs> i could do a whole podcast on horror movies i know you could that's a whole other thing um so we go to scotland yard and there's marrying and he's less than <gasps> let
0: me th- guess he's not happy
1: is he ever happy i really is don't there think ever he, he is point in which marrying is happy
0: if marrying ever got happy it would be like y'all have a case because something's fucking wrong
1: yep uh gadgets like the, the Phantom just wasn't worth mentioning, and Houdini agrees. Uh, and he's dismissing Gaines' testimony. He insists it was an accident. But Stratton's like, but there was a note. Don't forget about the note. And so Stratton's like, you know, there's a lot of livery stables in this town that are going to be pissed off because of these motorized omnibuses. Right.
0: And that's a completely legit uh, motive.
1: And Woldova's well, like, you know, something happened here, Be it a per- be it a crime of a person or a Phantom, something happened here. Yeah. And Maring's like, well, it wh- wants to know why Houdini wants to go with him, because it's just weird. He's like, I want to uphold the law of physics. Physics. <laughs> physics. Plus, she's pretty. That's true. And uh, he wants to prove that Barrett was killed by gravity rather than a phantom. And my question at this at, at this scene is, exactly at what point did Maring lose control of Scotland Yard? <laughs> I think the second somewhere they walked between, in. Somewhere between episode one and episode four. Yeah. Maring has completely lost control of Scotland Yard.
0: Yeah, cuz they're just doing as they please.
1: Cuz last episode they just went off and did whatever well, and they wanted. Well,
0: and I kind of expected Maring to keep after Stratton because he made he was he made that whole, "Oh, well, Houdini thinks highly of you. You're fucking him." And then like, yeah. "I'm going to f- I'm going to prove it and get you and get you kicked out." Yeah, and he has that hasn't come back.
1: Yeah, that's kind of disappeared. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, Michael Weston's live tweeting again tonight, by the way. Yay. Sorry. Our time or um, said nine, so yeah, that's our Usually time. Usually when
0: they tweet it's West it's it's um Pacific. Said- at least for supernatural.
1: Uh nine Eastern. Mm.
0: Wow, cool.
1: So Oh, I'll have to check through his tweets tonight. Um okay, so they leave Maring's office and Stratton gets a note. Which who's taking notes for the lady cop now? <laughs> mm-hmm. So she's like, "Well, I'm gonna have to catch up with you guys later. Some medicine, yeah. Some medicine I've ordered. Pharmacy, in. it's, it's okay. fine. It's just a kata. Learned a new word. Oh, you didn't
0: know that. You know how I know that? How do you know that? I know that from the Amelia Peabody books. That are this Victorian lady Egyptologist, and uh, she always talks about a. Uh, a cure for Qatar, and it's a flannel belt because apparently when you go to Egypt, you're susceptible to you know getting a cold. And I had to look it up because I was re-listening to some of them again on audiobook, and I was like, "What the fuck is Qatar?" I looked this up at one. Would point. Would that be Audible?
1: Yeah, audiobook? yeah, it no. is Audible.
0: Awesome. They've got a ton of shit. I know they do because like I've done all the Game of Thrones books through them. I've done. They have the entire Amelia Peabody catalog. Um, Cause I like listening to stuff I've actually already read. Yeah, then I think you get different layers to it. um So yeah, I love Audible. Audible's good stuff. Oh, I know. Duma Key. Yes, Duma Key is good. You oh, turned me onto that. Yes. But they have a lot. Of, they have a lot of the Stephen King stuff. Cause I've listened a to ton of Stephen it King stuff from there.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I have to get now?
0: What Dark Tower. Yeah, you do.
1: I own every one of them. I know you do. They're right. I mean, I have like two or three whole shelves of just Stephen King books. But listening does help. Like, if if you
0: if you really want to immerse yourself in it, and you really want to get a lot of good detail mm-hmm. that you might miss, because I'm I'm really bad about like, yeah, 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 paragraph. Ooh, I want something cool to happen. <laughs> you want to know the rest of this particular
1: scene? Yeah, right?
0: yeah. So, but I I like that's why I like listening to stuff I've already read. So, I think, I think that's good. They've got good stuff. Cool. Uh,
1: so, she's got to go pick up the medicine.
0: For her. Because <laughs> she's. Because <laughs> she's
1: so sick. I'm sick. So, Houdini and Doyle go to some stables without her. And Houdini's like, did she look sick to you? She didn't look sick to me. Because sounded all fine. up in her business. Fine. Well, you know, he's just curious. He's just worried about her. hmm you know. uh, Then he asks Doyle about uh, Tui." Bless his heart, really, See,
0: and his concern was genuine, very genuine. Like it was not, it was not fake
1: or forced, or that it was really sweet. However, Doyle's response, yeah, was not, yeah. Uh, he's, she, she's gonna be fine. She's she's gonna be fine. And and Houdini tells him that you know it's okay to not be okay about this. To be fine. And Doyle says it's better than wallowing in self-pity. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but also,
0: like, Houdini made it clear, like, if you do want to actually have a talk about this, like, I'm here.
1: Houdini's trying to help. Which I thought was nice. He's everybody's friend. He is. He can be my friend. So they go to the stable, and this is apparently... I I understood it to be, like, one of the biggest stables in London or something. Yeah, they said this was the guy that had the most to
0: lose from... uh, the city replacing,
1: uh, liveried with motorized. With motorized. Yeah. yeah. So, this is Agnes Tuttle. They go to talk to him. And they're like, oh, this is Harry Houdini, and I'm Arthur Conan Doyle. And he's and like, just, And they just wait for the response.
0: And there is none.
1: And not even for Harry. Nope. Not, not even a little bit. And, um... It was that was beautiful, by the way. <laughs> it was it was so bad for Udini's ego. It really was, which he needs his ego shot down from time to time. He does.
0: He really does.
1: Uh, but Agnes is like, well, you know, the business has been here for seventy years. It will be here in another seventy years. But he's uh,
0: like, I'm gonna be fine. My
1: question is that business has been around for seventy years, and that's what his files look like. Yeah. How? How is he not hemorrhaging money? Because he doesn't he even can't know where keep all the world's money is yeah. going. Much less where it's coming in from. So, anyway.
0: Says the accountant in the room.
1: Hush. <laughs> so, Doyle, p- <laughs> also the OCPD in the room. Man. I know, right? <laughs> One has to do with the other, though, really. I know. Uh, so, Doyle points out that uh, Agnes has been very outspoken in the past mm-hmm. um, and to the press about the motor cars. And he's like, Yeah, but I didn't kill Barrett or send a threatening note. Wink, wink, not, not. Like, he totally didn't do that. Um, and, but he won't tell him where he was yeah at the time of the murders and he's like but if you're actually cops i want to see some id and they politely excuse themselves yeah they're like we're gonna go over here and then houdini finally is like nope he killed him it was him yep it was agnes he's totally convinced which i love that harry's the one that winds the car that houdini that doyle drives yeah i was like that's sweet yeah
0: they're adorable so
1: we go back they go back to the barrett flat why they don't go to another livery i don't know
0: yeah i kind of thought about that myself i was like well expediency for the narrative
1: time so houdini shows doyle that this invoice that he borrowed yeah from from mr tuttle here because he's grabbing hands yes he is and uh well the handwriting matches so handwriting analysis very very sherlock i know how very cutting edge very very sherlock um houdini figures that agnes used uh some black and tattle to lower himself from the ledge above i'm not even gonna try to say that word <laughs> Um, but Doyle notes that the Phantom is similar to reports of Spring Hill Jack, <laughs> a mysterious killer. <laughs> so they go to the elevator, and uh, some guy comes out, of the, comes out of the elevator, and it's Mr. Lehman, uh-huh. Lehman Biggs, Um, he comes out, and he's an old pal of Houdini's, because everybody is an old pal of Houdini's. Of course. And he introduces him. And Houdini
0: him knows, like, everybody.
1: He does. So he introduces him to Doyle, and Lyman, Lyman Lehman, Lehman? Mm-hmm. It looks like Lyman.
0: I think it was Lyman.
1: So the newspaper dude. Yeah, he's very impressed by Doyle and wants him to look over his first novel that he happens to have. Happens him. to have with him <laughs> that he just finished.
0: He like whips it out of his jacket. I was like damn son but i uh, like from a practical standpoint i was like i really hope you made copies i know right because that was, was my like, first thought you j- oh, oh my god you just handed your novel wh- like, uh, you saved uh, right you saved yeah, you have a backup you file S-ed. yes
1: <laughs> save like jesus <laughs> so uh, houdini explains that he's a halfpenny writer yeah which makes me think about that newspaper back at the beginning of our uh-huh. episode here and he's written several stories about houdini he's his press yeah, He's this PR guy, Yeah, sort of. So Doyle goes on ahead. And he says, shall I hold the door for you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then you just watch Doyle's face as he closes the elevator door. It's priceless. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. That was beautiful. I was yeah. like, yeah. He's like, anyway. Uh, the fact that he asked him, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> Boop. Boop. <laughs> it was great. So, he t- uh, so the newspaper dude tells Houdini that he's looking into Barrett's death. And he's talked to Gaines and points out the door. mentions, but he overheard them mention Spring Hill Jack. And Houdini's like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Turns to get in the elevator and then turns back around, I assume, to the stairs. I don't I know guess. where he's going. He's Question going mark? in the other direction. Yeah. So, uh, then we get this real brief scene. Uh, Stratton is not... In her police <gasps> uniform.
0: I, yeah, I did, that I noticed immediately. Like, like, she took the time to change out of her police uniform. And
1: that takes some time back in them their days. Yeah. So she's got on a pretty little dress, and she goes to the park, and she sees this guy sitting on a bench. Mm-hmm. And she's, her face kind of lights up a little bit, and she starts to walk towards him when he stands up and greets another woman. <gasps> and she's like, oh. And then she just kind of backs off, and I'm yeah. like, what's that about? Yeah. What's that about? So, so so what we, we would need Stratton to email us, yes, we would, yeah. She could email us at teapodcast at gmail.com. She can do that, indeed. Um, or she can get us on the Twitters at randomtcast because I really need some explanation for this, yeah.
0: That would be great, you know, some, she, feed, some feedback. You would know, be she awesome. could
1: always send us an ask on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. She can, or she can write on our the, it's a wall, right? On Facebook, sure, uh, yeah, random randomtpodcast. Yeah, yeah. There's that, or you know, she could just visit our webpage at randomtpodcast.com dot com and get all of that information, or just comment on the post, or do that. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, because this scene really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, it really. Even with what we learned later, even in context. Yeah, I yeah. was like, it, it still. Fuck. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, she. I, I really could use an explanation. Yeah. Oh, we better. I'm. I'm hoping we're going to learn before the season's out. Well, I think we're going to have to. Yeah. Because it would just be dumb. Yeah. So, um, But then, um, you know, while you're at our website looking for her comment, (laughs) I'm good at this. Yeah, totally. You could could check out our other podcasts. Oh, God,
0: so many. Uh, So we just wrapped up season two of Gotham. Yep. Uh, We just did the season finale of that. That's been renewed for a third season. So that will be back in the fall. Um, We've got two seasons of Agent Carter out there. Uh, We just finished up the third season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, We're probably going to go back and do um, the first season this summer before the fourth season comes back in the fall. Yep. Uh, We've got three seasons of Sleepy Hollow out there. We we will not be continuing with that, but three seasons. It's out there. It's there. Um, And then, of course, we have random movies
1: and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Uh, Yeah, with uh, Thor the Dark World coming up soon. So excited! Coming up soon, so. Loki. That'll be fun. <laughs> Loki 2, yes. Loki 2. Loki 2. Yay! So, there's that. Yeah. Uh, did we cover everything? Well, I mean,
0: they can find some cool stuff on our on our homepage, too. They can? What
1: cool stuff would that be?
0: Like our Amazon affiliate, where if you click oh, through yeah. it and you buy the stuff you would normally buy on Amazon, we get a little tiny, eeny percentage of it, tiny even though it doesn't cost you any more nope. money.
1: All you have to do is click on the link, and yeah. it pushes you through, and... We get tiny little pennies yeah. from that. Um, or, you know, if you're more of a direct person, yeah, there yeah. is a donate link. There is indeed. Where you can donate to us directly and, and any support is absolutely welcome and appreciated. Yes. Not necessary. Yes. But appreciated. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. So. Yeah. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Okay. So we're going to go to the Doyle household yay and houdini is there oh my gosh showing the children some tricks and it's absolutely adorable Those it is kids so sweet i really like his kids and I, I thought this was really nice and uh Doyle watches him for a minute and houdini watches him watch him that's not mm-hmm. weird and creepy at all no
0: no that wasn't creepy at all
1: uh so houdini notices Doyle standing there and so he asks King kingsley what he wants to do when he grows up you want to be a magician and he's like, he's no, like, no, he wants to be a writer. Aww. I know. It was so sweet. Of course, then Houdini has to say something about sitting there and getting all fat or whatever. But yeah. anyway, so is like, no, all right, you kids just move along. Move <laughs> go along. to bed, kiddos. Let me so, talk to my new boyfriend. I know, right? So apparently Houdini is there to go over some clippings about Springheel Jack. Yeah. Voluntarily? I kind of wasn't clear on whether Doyle just had them or... Well, he's a writer. Yeah. I don't know. He's had an awful lot of files. But he is very
0: interested in anything supernatural, so...
1: Well, and Houdini does ask him, are these police files? Yeah. So did he get them from... I mean, it's really unclear, but... I kind of took it to mean that they were, because...
0: Houdini was kind of incredulous at the fact that, like, anybody thought this was legit.
1: Right. Uh, well, and the, it turns out that the entire point that Doyle is showing him all of these is that each and every uh, appearance, um, there's some kind of communal catastrophe. There was always, they come in, in waves. Yes. He says. So that's his concern. He says, whether you believe it's a phantom or what, it always comes in waves. So need to And That is watch. true. That is actually historically Um, true. And that some people think that the Spring Hill Jack is a demon that feeds on fear. And Houdini isn't terribly impressed. Yeah. Um, But Doyle warns him that each time Jack would assault people for days and then he would just disappear and then reappear years later. So they've got a small window. Whatever. So. And he's sure that Jack was going to strike again. But Houdini is pretty sure that it was Agnes. Agnes? Yeah. Angus. Angus. You've been calling him Agnes Agnes this whole time. Really? Yeah. And you let me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. Who hey, Danny thinks is the livery dude?
0: I rewatched yeah. this like a week ago, so. I
1: watched it like an hour ago. I know you did. Okay. So, then we go to this woman who just happens to be sitting at home at night, and she hears the fluttering outside her window. Again, we hear, we hear, but it's the same noise.
0: Yeah, it is. That's the part that kind of bothered me. Yeah. Because when we find out later,
1: the first one was not. not related. Yeah still don't know who that was though that through nope. whatever so she goes over to the window as you do as you do and this flare goes off and you see these beady little red eyes which was kind of cool yep and then jack grabs her through the window and she's fighting her screaming off screaming and a maid for the comes maid. yeah um and pulls her back through and then jack disappears off into the night yeah so then it's the next day And the newspaper are Full of articles About Spring Hill Jack Attacking a second victim and Oh boy yeah. that little kid Cannot sell those newspapers Fast enough And it is called Spring Hill Jack Yes uh, Houdini and Doyle Go to Mrs Mrs. Blake is apparently The Was the maid Yeah She goes to the They go to the house And they go see her And they go see this woman Natalia mm-hmm. And Gudget tells them um, Stratton's not there Cause she's still sick that's what happens when you hire people of a fragile nature. Oh, my God. I was like, shut up. So, uh, so of course, they, now they recognize Houdini. And she's glad to tell them all about the figure with glowing eyes that yep. attacked her. Yep. Uh, Houdini mentions um, the livery dude, Mr. Tuttle. And Natalia says that she once argued with him over a bill... But Doyle's like, okay, a lot of people are going to argue with him over a bill. It yeah. just doesn't seem right. And uh, Houdini notices that there's a nerve tonic on a tray yep. in the room. And Natalia admits that she recently stayed in an asylum. Yep. But Mrs. Blake confirms her story about Jack. I'm yeah, because like, she's like, yeah, I, I saw was, it too. I was right here with her. I saw it too. I helped yeah. pull her back in. So. And can I just
0: say, like, again, the reminder that mental health care in this time frame was not great.
1: Well, she could have been in the asylum for anything, though. Well, and
0: they they attributed all kind of crap to ladies just because they were ladies. Hysterical, this, and, you know, so.
1: Yeah, feminine hysteria or Uh some crap, which, you know, fine. Fine. You know how they cured that, right? Orgasms. (laughs) Explains so much, doesn't it? I know, really? It really does. Uh, So Houdini and Joel go outside. To examine the broken window, and they're like, yeah, but there's no way nobody could have made those leaps, and Houdini jumps right on up there. Yeah, he does. I was like... like Tigger. I was like, this is great. He does him some Tigger jumps out there, and then he says he's going to go keep an eye on Mr. Tuttle that he sure is playing the part of Mr. Jack. Because, again, he's totally convinced. He is 100% convinced, and he's never, ever wrong. Ever. None of them are ever wrong. No. So, later that evening, Houdini gets some flowers. Because he's going to go pay a visit to Stratton. Completely subtly. At the exact same time that Doyle does. Doyle. But Doyle's got his little doctor's bag. Yeah. And he says that he's a doctor and that he's here to pay a a visit to Stratton as a doctor to check on her. But nobody answers the door. Okay. So Houdini picks the lock.
0: The whole time I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. This is bad. Please don't do this. Well,
1: they are worried about her that she's in there very, very ill.
0: I mean, they are, but well, okay. Doyle is worried. Houdini just wants to know what's going on. Yeah,
1: pretty much. So Stratton is in a home and Houdini starts poking around. And Doyle reluctantly begins to and points out that there is no medicine Yep Anywhere in, in the home that he can find yeah. And Houdini finds this ring with a symbol on it That neither one of them recognize mm-hmm. And then they find the telegram That Stratton. It was a man's ring wasn't it It was a man's ring It was yeah. very obviously a very large yeah. man's ring um, And then they find the telegram that Stratton got When they were at the station Yes And it's on the table And it's from Nigel Pennington or something How do they know that it's the same telegram she got See that's the thing they don't. And what pharmacy sends a telegram to tell you that your medicine's there?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, come on, Target or Walgreens or anybody—they don't send me a telegram telling me my medicine's ready. No, I just have to go get it. Yeah, go get it. They call you. No, they don't. Mine does. Mine doesn't. Mine does. Mine doesn't. That's rude. I never answer. No, I always, when I drop mine off, I always tell him when I'm going to pick it up. So Yeah. After such and such time. Usually it's like two days later. Cause yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just that way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, where was I? Uh, finds the ring, the telegram. It's from Nigel. Nigel says Stratton is wrong about him and asks to explain. Mm-hmm. Sp- whatever. Uh, Houdini sees Stratton outside and he hides, but he doesn't bother to tell Doyle. Yeah, and she finds him going through her correspondence, and Hoyle com- Doyle Houdini. Houdini, Houdini comes in and feigns innocence. Miss Stratton <laughs> does not buy it. I
0: was really, I was really g- glad that she didn't buy that shit because I was like, oh hell no! And oh, then I was, she was like, she knows which one of them picked the lock. Exactly, exactly.
1: And her excuse is that she's been out canvassing uh, livery stable owners. They all have owners. As yeah. They all, and they all have owners. She's okay. been out canvassing. Whatever. So she's mad <laughs> at them. And she orders them to get out. Yeah. You come into my house. That's right. So we go the next day. And um, Mr. Tuttle, the stable dude. He's leaving a stable for the night, and Houdini follows him, because that's what Houdini does. He does of course it, he does. Does he actually go perform his shows ever? I, I don't and think what, he does. When does he have time?
0: Yeah, closed for murder investigation.
1: I know, right? Uh, so the owner, he goes to this expensive little who's-a-who-whats-it. Yeah. Lee ladies of the evening... As uh, they yeah, are, as they were, red light district. Red light, light, dist- red light district. Yes, yeah. yes. That's why my parents would not allow me to have a red light bulb in my room as a child.
0: Yeah, because they didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea.
1: And they were just like, "No, you can't have a red one. Any other color was fine. I just couldn't have the red one." But I wanted the red one because my parents wouldn't let me have the red one. But why can't I have the red one, Mom? Because you're not a prostitute, damn it. Because you can't have one. Yeah,
0: of course they didn't want to tell delicate little child. So anyway, yeah. now I need a red light book. Uh Naomi went to Amsterdam a couple months ago and she sent me a postcard from the red light district It's on my Aww. fridge. I was like, oh, this
1: is awesome. I'm jelly. I know. I need to find a red light district to send you a postcard from now. That would be awesome. I, w- I would probably be standing in the middle of it and go, where the hell am I? Well, yeah, it's
0: legal there though. In but, Amsterdam, so.
1: Yeah, but I won't be in Amsterdam. No, so. you won't. I'll be in London. It's okay. Somebody needs to tell me where this place is, so I'll recognize it when I see it, because I'll be so (laughs) oblivious to what's going on. Yeah. I'm kind of that way. So um, that happened, and so So now we're back to Doyle's house. We kind of jumped around a little bit. A little bit. So go back to Doyle's house, and Kingsley comes into the study, and Doyle's looking at these clippings of Spring Hill Jack, because obsession. Right. And, uh, oh no, I'm backwards. You're Kingsley's in the study looking at the clippings of Jack, oh, and then yeah, Doyle yeah, comes yeah. in. I got it backwards. Yeah, Doyle comes in and finds uh, Kingsley is Kingsley promptly
0: freaking himself the fuck out. Yes,
1: he is, and he gives him the message from Houdini, and he asks his dad if he's investigating Jack, and he tells his father that a boy at school said uh, that Jack ate three victims, and Doyle tells the little boy to tell this person that he has nothing to be afraid of. So yeah, there's like nothing to be afraid of. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then Doyle goes to meet Houdini at the brothel, and the prostitutes laugh when he say he's a married man. Yeah,
0: because he doesn't realize where Houdini has summoned him. Yeah, at first,
1: no. Then he
0: he realizes it. He's like,
1: "Ladies, I, yeah, so many ladies." Yeah. I think Houdini be in the right place. So, uh, so he finally meets, uh, finally finds Houdini with Sophie. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely Sophie, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, he, uh, this Tuttle dude, comes here all the time.
0: Yeah, he was totally here. In
1: fact, he's you know right there, and that he was there the night of Bartlett's death, and that he refused to discuss it for fear his wife would find out yep. that he was there. So,
0: so uh, that was why he was being all secretive.
1: But so, Sophie also says that Agnes did write the threatening note.
0: Yep, because he wrote he it right here, right there."
1: And had one of his uh, stable boys Deliberate. deliver it. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, crap. Well, he didn't do it. Well, who the fuck did? Yeah. So now some dude named Herbert Ogilvy is walking home in the rain, as you do. Right, right. And he hears something moving in the darkness. And he turns and another flare. <gasps> there was no flare with the first one, though. No. 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 There was no flare with the first one. And he runs and he comes to a lock gate. And then the spring heel jack jumps him. Spring heels with his springy into his jack
0: yes i don't
1: know and so then the next day uh doyle arrives at the scene of the new murder and uh agnes agnes no agnes wasn't tossed up there no no No. my note says agnes has been tossed up on a spiked fence nope it was the other guy No, it was the herbert ogilvy i don't know why my notes say that. so um but seriously how the hell did he get him up there Person or phantom or what? How did he get him up there? Well, he
0: explained later that he was trying to climb the fence to get away, and he slipped. And, but he was on his back. Like, I could see slipping and falling forward. And it's forward. raining. Yeah, I could yeah, see slipping I didn't and falling forward, but he fell onto his back.
1: And he was, like, straight yeah. this way on a fence, like, making a plus sign on it. I don't, there's yeah. no, he would have been, like, crooked sideways if he slipped and fell. Arwell. Arwell. We
0: don't know. That, he did, he's not credited for this
1: episode, so but it's not he's his not, fault. But the posters were him. The posters were him. Yes. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's his production team. That's true. His set team. That's true. So, anyway, um, as the body's taken away. Uh, Houdini and Stratton arrive, and Stratton confirms that Herbert was a slum landlord. Yeah, not a nice, nice guy. Not a nice guy at all. Uh, so, Doyle figures that he was living in fear, making him a perfect target for Spring Hill Jack. Right. And then our newspaper buddy, Pal, shows up of course and he does. says, Jack is a demon escaped from hell. And he sees Stratton. Mm mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. I want a story about you, lady. Mm-hmm. lady. And she's like, anyway. Yeah. And then she walks off. And Doyle says that uh, the newspaper dude is spreading fear and says, says that Lehman is spreading fear. And he's like, I'm just trying to warn people. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. You're trying to sell papers. Yeah, and Houdini claims he's not his friend anymore. Go Houdini. Yeah. So I go back to the station, and this place is full. Oh
0: yeah, and of like people
1: reporting sightings, and it,
0: it, it, like, is not marrying, like calling everybody in? And yeah. he wants he's uh, setting patrols. Everybody and, double
1: patrols. Call everybody in. Gadget goes yeah. to a phone. Yeah. And the, even the hospitals reporting people are having seizing uh, seizing fits. Yep. And claiming Jack's attacking. Yeah. There's vigilante gangs out on the street. Batman. Protecting people. Batman. Yeah. They want to be the first to get to Jack. Houdini starts scratching himself and then he smells gas. Yeah. But nobody smells anything. But Gadget starts scratching himself. Yep. I had to rewatch the scene a couple of times to watch how where many? it started. Yeah. And how it spread around. Yeah. And it. Houdini was way over the top um have he you usually ever, is have you ever experienced mass hysteria i don't think i have have you it's fun
0: where did you experience it's fun. it
1: i was in eighth grade okay and i was a member of our high school band okay and uh it was early in the season so Imagine uh August in the south. Oh, yeah. And it's hot. Grossness. And we were in full uniform. Oh my god. And our uni- polyester does not breathe. It was not polyester, it was wool. Oh, Jesus. So we had our 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 band out there in the heat in our wool uniforms and one person had uh couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. Got overheated, passed out. Next thing you know, there are five ambulances at the high school. Holy shit! Everybody taking, was freaking and they, out. Everybody started freaking out. Yeah, and they ended up take before halftime. The band was taken home in the buses. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was basically a case of mass hysteria. Yeah, because by you know we they, we literally had five ambulances show up. Wow! And then they took everybody else home because they, they were everybody was freaking out. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That but that's a perfect Classic, example yeah. of yeah of mass hysteria and that's exactly what it was yeah i ended up having an asthma attack halfway home because i was not just freaking handling out it. but i got asthma attacks a lot as a kid yeah so anytime i got too hyper excited or, yeah i'd get too yeah. excited like tickle people like my brother would try to tickle me and i would get an asthma attack but yeah whatever Parents also both smoked when I was a child. Anyway, so um, they do the scratching thing, which was actually was kind of cool because Gadget's like screaming, "Open the window! Open the window!" Yeah, and, and Houdini's like, "Gotcha! Rick, sorry." And, yeah, and Doyle, I noticed Doyle didn't scratch once. No, he knew exactly what Houdini was doing. Of course, because so, it was like he was
0: going along with it. Houdini pulls this shit all the time.
1: I think Doyle's this kind just of like a-
0: practical. See how I can trick you because you're trickable.
1: But Doyle saw it coming. Yeah. So, and he was like, and that's a perfect example of the the mass hysteria. I thought it was kind of cool the way they kind of work together like that.
0: Yeah, because he just kind of like
1: stands off to the side and lets it happen. Uh, But even though, but like Houdini's like, there's no demon. It's just, you know, mass hysteria. And Doyle's like, okay, but there's still a murderer out there. Yeah. People still dead, dude. Yeah. People have actually died. So they have to go get him. And Stratton says she's going to go check uh, the last guy who died, his recent evictees. Check them out. So, but she refuses to let Doyle and Houdini help her. Because they're in the doghouse. Yep. Because they behaved poorly. Very, very large doghouse. Yeah. Um, so, Stratton takes the train home, and she goes back to her little apartment. And there are men out on the street arguing about Jack and a woman ushering her children away from the windows. And Stratton continues on her little way. There's somebody By behind By herself at night. Yep. Somebody's behind her. So she hides and wait and it's Doyle. He was worried about her walking. I'm a police officer. I can take care of myself. It was
0: kind of sweet though.
1: It kind of was.
0: Because like, like the whole thing about Doyle is... There's not that element of, I would also like to get in your pants like there is with Houdini. True. Like, I get a very, almost fatherly kind yep. of a deal with him. That's what I was going to say. He's so, like, more, that I was okay with. That's much better than Houdini.
1: He was much more concerned about her. Yeah. Literally about her well-being. Yeah. So, um, but Doyle points out that they broke into her flat because um, they were very concerned about her health. We were We were worried about you. Right. Which, you know from his point of view sure yeah but stratton is like she gets all mad and she's like she didn't need any help and so she storms off um and then plus
0: she's still justifiably pissed off from the whole breaking into her yeah
1: flat and apparently this nigel dude is in the alley and sees Doyle walk by the okay this whole secondary storyline is so confusing it
0: well and i think that's why i think like we're gonna have to get more this was just getting us like you know, excited about, oh, there's more to Stratton than, you know. Well, and
1: we're four episodes in. Yeah. Well, we were just
0: complaining that we didn't, we wanted some more
1: Stratton yeah, backstory, so. I know, but it's, it's so sprinkled. Yeah. I'm not sure I like it. So, Houdini's up in his hotel room, because he doesn't have a home, and he's smoking some opium, and there's a knock at the door.
0: And and of he's course, like, he tries Jim. to
1: hide everything. Nothing going on here. No. Like, Doyle's not going to recognize the smell of opium. I but know, it. right? Um, but he, Doyle, it's Doyle's the door. And he comes in. He says, this Nigel person is a businessman and an alleged philanthrop th- 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 Philander? Yeah. Um, and he thinks that he saw him spying on Stratton earlier. And Houdini's like, well, why hasn't she learned to trust us by now?
0: Yeah, like, I was kind of, like, I wasn't sure how Doyle figured out who this guy was. I don't
1: know. Cause he's Doyle and story. Yeah. And plot. I think that had more to do with it than anything. Maybe he we needed to see him go through some newspaper clippings or something. Yeah. Some kind of like. Something. It's not like he just
0: tapped a picture with his cell phone and did a search. I mean, like, it doesn't Over work wand that way. And yeah. yeah.
1: Boom. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't help. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, Doyle wonders if Houdini's can if if Houdini's concerned or if he's just jealous. Hmm. Uh, I think Doyle is jealous of Houdini's jealousy. Yeah, he's concerned jealous. Yeah. So and he's well aware that Houdini's been smoking opium because he smelled opium dens before. And he ain't a dumb shit. Yeah, he wrote Sherlock. Yeah. Uh and he wants to know if Houdini's doing it to not be scared. Mm-hmm. Doyle insists that they should confront fear. Well, and I think he says something about. Is that to combat the pain that
0: you pretend not to have or something? Because I think what was it, the previous episode where he was like, um, you know, he was examining Houdini and he was like, when he was ill, and he was like, holy crap, like you've got all these fractures and stuff. Yeah. Like your body's all toe up. You must be in constant pain. And Houdini's like, no, I'm not. So yeah. I I well, get the distinct impression it, that he really is. Yeah.
1: Opiate is good for pain. Well, yeah. it's not good. It's not good or anything. It is used level, for it. It is used for it. And- yeah. Well, synthetic opiums the thing these days.
0: Yeah, all the opioids, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, but Doyle insists that they should confront fear and Houdini says that fear is a good thing because it helps you just survive. And uh so he tells him it's only when someone admits to fear that it loses its power over them. Yeah. And that's not entirely wrong. Yeah. So then we go back to the Doyle household because we're spending a lot of time there. Yep, yep, yep. And little Kingsley's in bed and the window blows open. Mm. And the bedroom door slams shut and Kingsley starts screaming for his father. Yeah. It's all very dramatic. And Doyle runs up the stairs and he comes in and there's nobody there. Right. And he tells Kingsley it's just a gust of wind, it blew the door open, there's a storm coming. And Kingsley starts crying. And I'm like, hug that boy. I know. Hug that boy. I know. Doyle just tells him to be brave. I'm like, hug that boy. Well, that's uh, part for the course
0: the, back in 1901. Yeah,
1: so he sends the kid back to bed. So the next day, streets are empty. And that poor little boy is trying to sell his paper. Ain't nobody He's around. Ain't nobody there to buy it. But that's the thing, though. Like, all the attacks happened at night. So they, uh, we find Houdini and Stratton meet Doyle in front of the London Daily. <gasps> Uh, Doyle's been trying to get the editors to suppress the story. Right. That our newspaper buddy's been fanning the flame. So Stratton suggests that they shut him up and, uh, shows the two men a list of the recent evictees from our most recent victim. Right. One of them is Vladimir Pelinov. Okay. So they go back to Natalia, because they're Russian. Right, right. And she explains, uh, that she knows Vladimir. That he's an Im- he immigrated to London a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and he tried to court her, and she says she tried to let him down as easy as she could, but that he works at a circus, and then the trio goes to the circus. Well, Vladimir is a gymnast. <gasps> Lo and behold, they go to his trailer, and Stratton points out that he knows uh, he knew two of the victims, right? And Vladimir claims that he's the one who rejected Natalia, not yeah. the other way around. Not the other way around. Yeah, right. And Doyle finds Typical some. Man well i know right so dole finds some chemicals uh nearby. it's just like saying but i was drunk at the time so it didn't count yeah that's yeah. called liquid courage honey yeah so uh, dole finds these chemicals nearby and starts sniffing at them because that's always smart yeah he wasn't that's even what you should do. yeah
0: this is not a video just stick game. your nose in unfamiliar chemicals it'll be fine
1: did he save before he walked over and picked up he the chemicals did not and, no he did not so, uh, so then it's net night, and our newspaper dude's leaving the office, and he's walking home. Mm-hmm. And a figure jumps across the rooftops above him and drops down in front of him, releasing a flare. Yeah. So Lehman's like he's angry. He wants to know what what he's doing. Tells him they need to lay low for a while. I mean, yeah, nobody's like, buying the stop, right? Man. So, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Removes the helmet uh, to reveal that it's Houdini. Yay! Okay, I want you to know that I read that Michael Weston had was after filming this scene had was somewhere short, like right after, and with these people, and he had to. Exp- he was like, "I'm it's Batman," because he didn't want to have to explain the whole Spring Hill Jack. Oh my god, thing. that's oh my hilarious! God. No, it's,
0: it's 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 Batman. It's fine. Oh, where's the tweet? I
1: have to find it now. That's hilarious. <laughs> M I C H No Stop. Do what I want you to do, not what I tell you to do. M-I C H. Is your phone not cooperating? Oh, no. Michael Weston. Oh, it's underscore Michael, underscore Weston. Okay. <laughs> mm.
0: Not that Johnny at Twitter talks celebrities Mm-mm. or anything. No, She totally doesn't do that. Uh, Send so me screenshots.
1: Out, went out for a beer after work. Made nice with the locals. Told them I was Batman because Spring Hill Jack would have freaked him out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this was filmed in the UK. Yes.
1: Uh, so it's Houdini. He's, like, he's always the one who dresses up. I want to see Doyle dressed up.
0: Okay, but like Houdini, you know, like he's the one that he's like, no, I'm going to do it.
1: But I want to see Doyle dressed up. I would like to see Doyle That would be up. fun. That would be fun. And so, speaking of Doyle, him and Stratton. But
0: Houdini had the acrobatic skills
1: necessary I don't care. I, don't care. I still want to see Doyle dressed up. I know you do. I want to see him cosplay. Okay. Sherlock. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. It would be terrible. So, or at least a cop or something. That would be fun. Yeah. So, uh, Doyle and Stratton are there. They step out of the shadows. And Doyle explains when Strontium illuminates. Some chemical is mixed with candle wax, it generates a red glow. And right. When it ignited, it burns with a blue flame. <gasps> I don't know. Is that true or what? I don't know. Um, oh, I didn't look into the
0: actual science of it.
1: Uh, oh, that reminds me. Was totally skipped over a part of this show that was really funny The Meowing Nuns.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. You got to tell me about that. Cause you so, said you would tell uh, me.
1: Stratton tells our newspaper dude that Vladimir confessed to everything when they confronted him with the evidence yep. and told them who hired him. So, the newspapers are running stories and how Jack's been arrested, blah, blah, blah. It's great. It's wonderful. So, they go to the prison and Houdini meets with the newspaper dude and shows him the story. Right. And Lehman insists that no one was supposed to get hurt, that he only hired Vladimir to scare people. Yep. Uh, Herbert was trying to escape, climbed over the fence, and slipped. And impaled himself. Somehow backwards. Uh, I don't know. Houdini points out that Lehman showed up at Barrett Flat very conveniently, but he insists that he had nothing to do with it. Mm Mm-hmm. So we go back to the Doyle household and uh, shows Kingsley the story. His little son tells him he doesn't have to. He, but the son's like, I'm not afraid. But Doyle tells him it's all right if he is, which I thought that was sweet. Finally. yeah, finally.
0: God damn it. Hug your kids. Well, Doyle
1: has spent so much time himself trying to not be afraid for his wife.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of like Houdini said earlier. He's like, it's OK
1: to not be OK. So what Houdini said to Doyle affected him. Yep. <laughs> Love it. So we go to the next day and this is uh, the closing scene of our episode the next day and Doyle follows Stratton again and sees her meet with dude Nigel and they argue briefly can't hear what they're saying yeah but they're obviously arguing and Stratton walks away so Doyle confronts Nigel and warns him in that the most she, gentlemanly way oh, possible because he is Doyle and warns him that he won't let Nigel hurt her like yeah. a like a like a father you know says that I don't intend to hurt her I'm a friend of her husband oh and so then Doyle goes immediately to find Houdini to be like dude I got some hot goss dude uh but he's outside of the Barrett Houdini's outside the Barrett flat yeah and he tells him that Stratton's married and but Houdini's like we you were in her house with me there was no evidence that another person lived there
0: and we never found like I'm of the opinion that I'm guessing he's dead because Could just, be. I am a, I'm a friend of her husband's, did not...
1: But not a friend of her late husband.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that
1: day and age, he would have said late husband. That's true. But I thought
0: that the ring she kept, I was thinking that's something a widow would...
1: Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. We'll find out, I'm sure. uh So, anyway, Houdini's wondering if Barrett's fall was an accident after all. Because the other jack attacks were similar... Um, mm-hmm. An accident instead of mass hysteria. Whatever. So Houdini wonders if the, what great communal catastrophe Barrett's death foretold, just as the one of the new motorbuses drive by. Yeah. And the roof above them, a cloaked figure. <gasps> mm. So what the, what is that? Like, I see, I wanted a you satisfactory wanted, explanation. You wanted a nice, clean, yes. closed episode. Yes. Okay, this is not a Doyle story, though. <sighs> Doyle just happens to be in it. Uh. I know it kills me, but I think they're leaving it open for the Houdinis in the audience. We're the Doyle's in the audience. We yeah. want the closed, tight, yes, everything I explained. Know what happened? Right. Yeah. But um, no, it, those little scenes are for the Houdini or for the Doyle's in the audience mm. who want. Well, no, I just said it backwards. Doyle wants yeah, the... to believe in it. You, you mean like a Doyle story, though? Right.
0: Where Sherlock lays it all out. You know what I'm trying to say Yeah, Sherlock lays it all out and says, you know, here's what's going on. Here's how
1: it happened. Okay, so, um, yeah, back during the, the, at Scotland Yard, Uh when um, he talks, they talk about the mass hysteria. Yes, yes. And Houdini mentions the meowing nuns. Which, of
0: course... Uh, your daughter had to look it up. Immediately. Yep.
1: Okay. And you promised you'd tell me about it. I did. Um, so, let's see. Uh, and I'm going to read straight from a website here. Before 1900, many reports of mass hysteria occurred when the context of religious institutions... Uh, European, European comments in particular are often the settings for outbreaks. In one case, the symptoms manifested in a strange collective behavior. Okay. A source from 1844 reported that quote, a nun in a very large convent in France began to meow like a cat. Shortly afterward, other nuns also meowed. At last, all of the nuns meowed together every day at a certain time for several hours together. The meowing went on until neighbors complained and soldiers were called, threatening to whip the nuns until they stopped meowing. During this era, belief in possession, such as by a demon, was common, and cats, in particular, were suspected of being in league with Satan. These outbreaks of animal-like noises and behaviors usually lasted anywhere from a few days to a few months, and though some came and went over the course of years, it was the first meme. Pretty much, yeah. Meowing meme. Yeah. It was nyan cat. Yeah.
0: Wow. They were gonna beat them because they were meowing. Yes, because they were meowing. That makes so but much sense.
1: Cats were good in job History. with the devil, so you know. Well, I mean,
0: I'm not gonna refute that. I mean, cats can be evil.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: As they're like viciously clawing faces off and whatnot. Cats are more chaotic, She's neutral like- than anything. Yeah, it's true. I don't think cats are inherently evil, but they're like, if you fuck with me, I will claw your face off.
1: That's true. That's true. I have two of them, so yeah.
0: And they're fine, usually, if you're, like, feeding them and paying attention to them. I know. But when they want to call your face off, like, they'll call your face off. <laughs>
1: yeah, they
0: will.
1: <laughs> it's sad, really. So, yeah. So, that's the episode. So, they did They did a pretty good job with the whole legend.
0: The only thing I found, um, I mean, it, it dates back to 1837. Yep. Um, surprisingly, there have been accounts in the U.S. as recently as,
1: like, 95. Cool. Yeah. Where was I? Not there. Not there. I was in New Orleans. And um, I, I was no, I was actually in New Orleans in ninety five. Oh, okay, because that's the year my youngest was born. So I kind of thought this was number one. I thought this was
0: specific to the to the UK, and number two, I kind of thought it was specific to the nineteenth century. Um, so that was kind of interesting looking that up. But um, aside demons, the ol- man. The only thing they really didn't highlight on that was part of the um, the uh. Uh, accounts were the claws. Okay. And people were very clear that they were some kind of metallic substance. They were not like monster claws. Okay. But now, yet the spitting fire, the red eyes, the whole, the jumping, uh-huh. the whole shebang.
1: Now, in the pictures they showed in the sh- in the episode of Spring Hill Jack, did he not have claws in the pictures? Yeah, it just
0: wasn't in. Just what wasn't prominent we saw in the story. In the, okay. Yeah, in the story. Okay. okay. Um,. But I, I I thought they did a pretty good job, um, and and it, it it was like they mentioned, um, it would come in in like waves, um, and it was like ma- nausea, <laughs> yeah, just like nausea. Um, but it was mostly it was mostly young women walking alone at night that would uh, that would okay. be accosted, okay, um. And I
1: wonder if Jack the Ripper... Did Jack the Ripper's name come from... No, he named himself. He named it, himself. That's right. That's right but that's we right. don't know that he didn't name himself based on that's some of true. this.
0: That's very true. Because this was a very prevalent urban legend that kept coming back up.
1: So. And it predates Jack the Ripper, so he could have named himself after it. He could have. And it, to instill fear. Could very well have. But yeah. So, yeah, I answered my own question there. spring so. healed Jack. <laughs> he was... He made me angry in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh, that was a hard mission. I, the chasing him and around, he taunted all over the place. Just stop. didn't he like gas?
0: Like what? Didn't it turn out to be? Because you killed him at the end. Like spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Um, you kill everybody at the end. Um, Generally, yeah. Didn't he end up like gassing people
1: to make the like? I can't remember. There was another storyline. In it where people were being drugged, but I don't think it was the spring because it was, the fountains were being drugged and you had to go check each of the fountains. Because there
0: was some kind of an explanation.
1: Yeah, there's always some kind of.
0: For him in.
1: Yeah, he was always dropping smoke bombs everywhere. He, w- yes, yes. So, he was really hard. I chased long, him it's all been over. a long time since. Yeah. I did that storyline, so. Yeah
0: little bastard but oh, I, right. oh he made to play, me made i had me to play angry. it like four times
1: oh yeah it was the chasing him over the up the roofs and down the trees. i got him on top
0: the, of the one of the one of the train stations one of the glass roof remember. train stations i don't even
1: remember and i was like i
0: hate this oh, i know
1: yeah oh you think that's bad weight till you get to jack the river yeah but i will say
0: like that was the right i mean that was a good time period for it like because the first part of syndicate takes place in the 1860s and that was you know mm-hmm. smack up when there were still sightings so yep. i mean they weren't f- super frequent but
1: no the game's not completely historically accurate of course but it's not bad yeah it's fun you should play it yeah just say it. whatever your format may be yeah exactly that's all I have, but I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. I still bugs me that they don't close the episode. Yeah, it's not in a happy little bow. Yeah, bothers me. I know. It's okay though. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. So. <laughs> anyway, but
0: yeah. So you have anything else? Nope, that's all I got. All right, thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.